So I'm starting from the bottom of 10b and quoting the Mishnah. If there is a Torah of Pesach, the doorway. The version of the Mishnah that we have in front of us says that even if the if you have a doorway, even if the empty space is more than 10 amas wide, but the doorway is uh, traversing that entire space, you do not have to deem a mite. You don't have to reduce the size of that opening to make it 10 amas or less. Gemara analyzes this. Ask a tourist of Pesach, the Mahanya You see that a tourist of Pesach, you have the appearance of a doorway. Sorry. It helps even if it is wider than 10 amas. The Amaltara, right, the Amaltara that we did on, on Dafa uh, Gimel, the Amaltara we said was that sort of like uh, either decorative, that it was in the shape of a, some sort of bird's nest, or that it was um, these, like uh, a log of wood that's the one that's 10 amas, one that, sorry, one that's 12 amas, one that's, sorry, 122, 124, 126, 128, 130, right? <laughs> it's above it. But then you could go higher than 20 amas. What about the flip way, okay? Let's say you switch it around, then what? In other words, if you have the entrance of the, the entrance is more than 20 amas tall, we have a tourist of Pesach, does that work? Or if you have an Amaldura and the width is more than 10 amas, does that work? You have a Mavi that is higher than 20 amas off the ground. Or in other words, the, the Torah is higher than 20 amas off the ground. The beam is higher than 20 amas off the ground. You might, you have to reduce the height. However, if there is a Torah Pesach, you do not have to reduce the height. Amaltara, what's the halach about an Amaltara? Right? So in other words, the Gemara says, we brought a proof from here that a Torah Pesach, the appearance of a doorway, will work even when it's higher than 20 amas. However, what about the Amaltara when it is more than 10 amas wide? Does the Amaltara, does the decorative thing on top of the entrance, does that help? Tashmak, come in here, another proof. You have a alleyway that is higher than 20 amas tall. You might, you have to diminish its height. And if it's wider than 10, you should also be a If it has a tourist of Pesach, a doorway, the appearance of a doorway, right? The tourist of Pesach is not, not literally a doorway, right? It's just the appearance of a doorway. You do not have to reduce the height or, or the width. And also, if it has an amaltra, you don't have to be mamayat. So the Gemara thinks to say, let's make an inference from this right. So my love, what is it not a seifa that's going to teach you about the seifa? That in the case of where you have an amaltra, even if it is wider than 10 amas, you do not have to, if it's an amaltra, you don't have to be mamayat. You don't have to diminish its width. It says lava, ratio. It's only going to teach you about the ratio case, that the amaltra helps for the height. It does not help for the width. The son of Rav. He made the Rav in front of Rav. He's saying over. Basically, Rav Yehuda is teaching by Rav in front of Rav. In other words, in front of his dad. He's, he's teaching him, uh, you know, he's learning with his son in the age-old uh, tradition of someone hiring another person to learn with his son Torah because learning with your son Torah is a fraught relationship and very often they would actually hire someone else to actually do the teaching. You do not have to you do not have to diminish height. So Rav says, no, 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 no. You're saying over the Mishnah wrong. If you remember, on Daf Gimel, we said the same thing, that Rav had a different gear. So Rav's gear was Tzarech You do have to reduce the height. From the words of our Rebbe, right, Rav, we see, or <coughs> we're able to learn, 
if you have a courtyard to roof, Sachem Michalenis, that the majority of the courtyard, at least the, initially we think it means the majority of the courtyard, uh, the circumference, or not the circumference really, I guess the circumference, but really just the, the, the surrounding, um, the surrounding walls around that, around the courtyard. The most of it is openings and windows. The is not going to help to permit to carry. It has to be, in other words, at this point, what we think is that for the tourist of Pesach to help, it has to be that most of it is already anyways, in other words, there's more standing around the courtyard and blocking from the courtyard into the Rosh Hashanah than there is open up to the Rosh Hashanah. My time was the reason. Since, if you have an entrance that is wider than 10 Amis, it forbids you to carry in a Mavoy. And if you have something that the, the breaches, the openings are greater than the, the closed area, then you're forbidden to carry in a Mavoy. And if you have an opening more than 10 by a Mavoy, you're not allowed to carry in it. And it does not become permitted even with a tourist of Pesach, even with a appearance of a doorway. So too, if you have a parat, if you have a breach that is greater than the standing part, and it forbids you to carry in a chaser, it also is not going to be permitted to carry in with a tzuras pesach, with the appearance of a doorway. Okay, so just to speak that out a little bit better. The Gemara is making a comparison. Comparisons like this. You have something that is greater than 10 amas wide, Right? You're not allowed to carry it in a mavoy. If you have something that the opening is greater than the closing, you're not allowed to carry that in a chatzar, in a courtyard. Now, the, the, the opening that's greater than 10 in a mavoy, you're not permitted to carry in that mavoy even if you close it up with the tourist of Pesach. So too, if the parat, is, if, the close, if the opening is greater than the closing, right, then you're not, and you're not permitted to carry in a chatzar, right? So also over there, you're not going to be permitted to carry with the tourist of Pesach. Gemara says, Mala yeshtimi can I make a comparison? If an opening that's greater than 10, it forbids you to carry in a mavoy. But here's the thing. When you have an opening that's greater than 10 amas, pasti bereyes are not going to work. What are pasti bereyes? The Mishnah later on, a couple of blot away from it. Mishnah teaches us like this. In the time period when they would be oilo regal, they would go up to Yerushalayim. They would sometimes be traveling on the road and their animals would need water and they would have to encamp on the road. They wouldn't be in a, in a uh, regular private place. So their animals would need water on Shabbos, but they wouldn't be able to get the water for them. Why? Because the well were, the, the water in the well is deeper than 10 Tvachim. So that's considered to be a private domain. Now you're standing in the public domain in the public thoroughfare and you're not allowed to bring the water up from the private domain into the public domain because that's going to be carrying on, on Shabbos. So Chazal had this Interesting halacha called Pasi Bereis, right? I shouldn't have said public domain. It's not public domain in the sense of Rabbim de Araisa, public domain on a Torah level. It's only, uh, you know, the a Carmelist type of place where it's not a Rishasa Rabbim, it's not Rishasa Forbidden on a rabbinic level, probably. That's going to be the only case where it's Muslim. Cases like this. Basically, Chazal say that you take L shape, essentially, you take eight boards and you make an L on each one of the four corners. Now, according to a mayor, it only permits you to pick something up the water from inside that area that's enclosed by these four um, bracket-like uh, L-shaped uh, boards, and each one only has to be one ama, right? So it's not ayman merubala parat. It is not more closed than it is open. However, it's still permitted to carry, and that's only true if it is less than 10 amas in between each one, okay? 
So if you're in a mavoi, you're only permitted to carry uh, with um, you're only permitted to carry with the pasi bereis if it's less than ten amas. Can you then extrapolate from there to a case of parts So a case where the closing is greater, I'm sorry, the opening is greater than the closed part of it. And it forbids you to carry in a chaser. However, when it comes to a chaser, it's true that you're not permitted to carry if it, the openings are greater than the closing. However, it is also true that pasibreus would work in this type of situation where the opening is greater than the closing. Right? So what we see is, is that a chatzar might be more stringent on some level than a mavoy. So you cannot necessarily derive the law of a chatzar from the law of a mavoy. Let's bring a proof to this statement. It says that if you have these walls, that the majority of the walls are uh, um, openings and windows, mutter, it is permitted to carry on Shabbos. As long as the closings, the closed off part of the wall is greater than the open part of the wall. One second, the Gemara then asks the obvious question. What do you mean? How could you say that? It means that most of it is open. You just got finished saying that it has to be that most of it is closed. So how could you say that the right of it is open, but most of it is closed? That's a contradiction. Rather, we have to say is that the, that the openings and the, the windows and the doorways got started becoming the majority. But not that, I'm sorry, that's not the right word. Started, were more than they used to be. In other words, there are more openings than there used to be in this area. But not that they ended up becoming the majority. However, it still has to be that the closed part is greater than the open part. When do we say this halacha? That you have to have more closed than open before you start making the before you start making the before you start it has to be more closed than open around the courtyard before you start making the Torah Pesach. That's only true, but Pesachim What are Pesachim The Gemara is going to explain what this is referring to. Pesachim are some sort of uh, deficient type of door. My Pesachim Ayi. Pligi bar of Ruchumi or Rav Yisro. Rav Chumi and Rav Yisro are Yichad Amar the less the who Shkafi. One of them says it means a door which does not have door posts. Yichad Amar the less the who Tikkun. One of them says it means the door which does not have a ceiling, which really means the 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 lintel, right? The lintel on top of the doorway. And in that type of in that type of doorway, then it does not help to have a Surah Sapestach to close up the area unless the Oymid is Mubala Paras, unless there is more closed off than there is open. Maybe Rabbi Echanan agrees with that, that Rav said. Amar Robin by Rav Ada Amar Robin. Oh, nice. But they, that's the, both the pictures. Yeah. Yeah, that's oh, great. Awesome. Um, there was a story with one person in Beis Kharasan. He was in the, the valley of Beis Kharasan. He basically sticks four poles in the four uh, corners of his field. He takes a, a vineyard, right? Not, I'm sorry, not, not a vine. He takes um, a zmaira. A zmaira is like a piece of wood. He takes a piece of wood and he puts it on top of each one of these four poles. So that is, looks like a chuppah almost, right? But without the tent in the middle. Above myself, and the story came in front of the Chacham. What's the halacha? And they permitted the Indian Klayim. What are we referring to here? Referring to is like this. If a guy has a vineyard and he wants to go plant other vegetables near that vineyard, you have to have a partition, right? You have to have a mechitza. You have to have a wall separating between the vineyard and the other vegetables that you intend to plant. Guess what? Fascinating halacha. Actually, 
not it, it doesn't have to be a literal mechitza, like an actual hard wall. It can even be the projected type of wall. In other words, a Surasa Pesach type of wall will also be sufficient for the purposes of permitting to carry, not to carry, I'm sorry, for the purposes of permitting to plant vegetables, right? This is where the Chazaynish actually says from here, we see that the Surasa Pesach, that it should be, have effect as if it's a regular wall, is actually true on a Torah level. Because if it was only true on a rabbinic level, then how could it permit you to plant other vegetables? That's climb, which is a Doraisa issue, right? That's, uh, that's what the Chazanish wants to say from here. Other people argue, though. Same way they permitted using this type of for client purposes, they also permitted using this for Shabbos. Sorry, for client, but not for Shabbos. I'm asking, what's the case? If the case is that these rods are not sitting directly on top of the other rods, but they're they're attached to the sides of the rod, and that's why he says it's not good enough for Shabbos. Chizda says if you make it through a Pesach from the side, right? In other words, if you attach a pole to the side of two other poles, you haven't done diddly. Well, if you haven't done diddly, it's not going to work for a client either. You're saying, oh, it's going to work for a client, but it's not going to work for Shabbos? Well, if indeed it was from the side, it wouldn't even work for a client. El Gaben, you have to say that indeed the, the rod was on top of the two other rods. What's the case? there. If you say that the the distance in between these two, in between these poles, the four poles that are on the corners of your field are more than, are, I'm sorry, are exactly ten amas. On this sort of and say that on Shabbos it's not going to do the trick. Everybody would agree that on Shabbos, your first is going to do the trick. Because if it's ten amas, your first is going to do the trick. Elalav, it must be. Is it not? But yes, or yes. We have to be in a case where the opening between the two poles is more than ten amas. And that's why Rebbechna says it doesn't work for Shabbat. Where it says, no, light, indeed it is exactly 10 amas, but the rods were only attached on the side. And they're arguing about Rebbechna's point. Right, so what's Rebbechna's what's what's point? Rebbechna's point is um, that if you have a doorway that the posts are on the side and not on, the, the sorry, the lintel is on the side of the doorpost, but not on top of the doorpost, because it says it's not a doorway. The question is, how seriously do we take that? So Rebbe says that when it comes to Shabbos, we're still going to be concerned, and, and because of Shabbos, we're always very concerned, and therefore we're not going to consider it a doorway. When it comes to Kayim, we're not as concerned, and therefore we will be willing to rely on the doorway, even though the post is on the side and not on top. Rebbe says we can bring a contradiction to the position of Rebbe over here, who's more stringent by Shabbos than by Kayim, and the position of Rabbi Lakish from a different place, that both of them take the opposite opinion. Why? Rabbi Lakish has the name of Rabbi Yehuda, son of Hananiah. If you have a peya, a peya basically means a wig, right? So over here, what this means is that you took poles and you put, uh, you know, the one, one, uh, a couple of rods across the one pole to the other. You show me the picture. Yeah, I, I think so. Can you see it? Um, not really. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Okay, yeah, yeah. That looks good. So, um, Avalei the Shabbos. This payah is only going to work for client, but it's not going to work for Shabbos. Over there, Shlakish says the Shabbos is more stringent. The Echon says the Shabbos is the loy, and the Echon says that it the Shabbos the loy. 
says, well, if it doesn't work for Shabbos, it's not going to work for Klayim. Over here, Rabbi Echanan says it could work for Klayim, but not for Shabbos. Over there, he says if it works for, if it doesn't work for Shabbos, it doesn't work for Klayim. Over here, Rishpaka says it's the same thing by both of them. Shabbos and Klayim are the same. Over there, Rishpaka says it works for Klayim, but not for Shabbos. So what's going on over here? They don't, they don't completely switch positions, right? But they're not taking the same position that they took over here. The contradiction between one of one statement in the name of Rish Lakish and the other statement in Rish Lakish like Kasha. It's not a question. One is in his own name, one is in the name of his teacher. But the statement of Rabbi Echanan on Rabbi Echanan is a contradiction here. Kasha, it's going to be, what are we going to do with each other? They're going to, they, they contradict each other. Maybe what you'll do is you'll say that over there in the case where Rish Lakish, Rabbi Echanan says that it works for climb, it doesn't work for Shabbos, is a case where the rod was actually sitting on top of the other doorpost. Over here, where it doesn't work, it's because it's not sitting on top, rather, it's sitting on the side. Over here, it's from the side. Then it makes sense why why Rechnan is switching positions. But if you say that they're both talking about from the side, then what are you going to say to explain why Rechnan changes his opinion between one place and the other? Yep, they both are talking about where the rods were attached to the side of the pole and not directly on top of the pole. When Rabbi Echanan says it's okay for Klayim, is where it's exactly 10 Amas. But when it's more than 10 Amas, he says it's not okay for Klayim, even. Aminat Tamra, the Shanilan Bain, Esseliyos Master. And how do you know that it's a differentiate between a case where it is 10 and where it is more than 10? The story is not like this, right? The story is like this. Rabbi Echanan. Sorry, Rishua came to Rishua ben Nuri, Lomotera, to learn Torah by him. And even though he was an expert in the laws of Klayim, and he sees Rishua ben Nuri is sitting in between the trees. And he's taking a, a rod from one tree to another, and he says to him, Rebbe, he says to his, his teacher, Rebbe, if you would have rod, if you, oopsie, if you would have um, rod, your rods that you're putting up over here. Maybe he's putting up the rods because he's planning on, on hanging up a... Sorry. Maybe he's putting up the rods because he's planning on hanging up a, um, a, a beautiful mural. I don't know. Who knows what he's planning to do with the rods. But he says, what's halacha? If I would have vines on one side of these rods, would I be permitted to plant vegetables on the other side? Um, Amalei says, If it's exactly 10 that the rods are stretching the distance, one pole and the other, then indeed it would be permitted to plant things on the other side of the vine, right? The vine would be on one side of the imaginary doorway, right, or the appearance of the doorway, and the, the, the vegetables or the grain would be on the other side of the doorway. However, if, if the opening is more than 10, then indeed it would not permit based on this. If it's actually the rod is on top of the other two poles, and even if it's more than 10, is it forbidden to, to plant? But Tanya, we went to write to Hayushim Kanin Ha Zoikrenin. In the case of Kanin Ha Zoikrenin, right, which are reeds, basically. And then you put another reed on top of it, right? You have one reed, another reed, another reed on top of it. Even if it's more than 10, it's still permitted, right, to put to put vines on one side and the vegetables on the other side. At a lab, a case where the the rod that goes on on the other two rods is not going directly on top of the other two rods, rather it's going on the side of the other two rods. 
And that's why it's only permitted and that's why he says that it's only permitted to carry on, to, sorry, to plant on the other side of this doorway if it's exactly 10 amas away from each other. But if it's more than 10 amas away from each other, it is forbidden to plant on the other side. I mean, I would keep them here. Okay? So Yomara brings out this interesting halacha when it comes to Klayim, that a doorway, appearance of a doorway by Klayim actually does the trick. It's not just limited to Shabbos that we have a special din when Chazal were the ones who stepped in to make it forbidden to carry on Shabbos in the first place in this Carmelist type of place, and therefore they also permitted it under these circumstances. It's even true by a Klayim question, right? And Yomara says, however, if it is attached directly on top of it, then it could be more than 10 amas away and still permit for climb. But if it's attached on the side, it will only permit to carry, if it's only permit to plant if it is 10 amas or less, but not if it's more. Rufa, the Gemara continues. Pesach that you attach to the side, right? The doorway is attached to the side. Last of Lakeham, you haven't done anything. We talk about the permit carrying. That has to be a source of Pesach that's strong enough that if you wanted to, you'd be able to hang a, a, a door from your source of Pesach, from your doorway. But it doesn't have to be strong enough to attach a nice mahogany door or a, you know, fiberglass door. It just has to be strong enough to attach some sort of doorway, even if that doorway is made out of, you know, uh, um, what they, they have in the, made out of straw. There, there's a word for it, like raffia or something like that. There's a word for a doorway made out of straw, like they, they, uh, what's that guy? A tiki hut? That's something, there's a word for it, I don't remember the name. Okay. Amoresh Lakish, Mishlom Abiyanai. Tursa Pesach Tricha Hacker here. He says that the Tursa Pesach has to have another requirement. The Tursa Pesach also has to have what is called a Hacker Tier, a place that in theory you could put a, uh, the Tier is the hinge of the doorway. Okay. My Hacker Tier, what's the Hacker Tier? Amar Rav Avia. Afkasa. Afkasa is the basically like the, the thing in which you would stick the 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 hinge of the door into the into this afkasa, right? We do not pass like either of these two requirements. Because if we did, then um our Tursa Pesach would we would have to do a lot better of a job. In other words, we wouldn't be able to have like one little pole and then a string going for you know a hundred feet and then another little pole on the other side. It's not gonna be strong enough and it's not gonna necessarily have the room for the for the for the place to put the hinge in. You could, yeah. They couldn't hold it either. Presumably, it couldn't hold it. I mean, they, they, when you're talking about a, a a door made out of straw, so that's not a very high bar to what to hold. But I still think that uh, we, we we don't pass in. I remember correctly, we do not pass in. You need this. the son of Rav Avia, came and found the students of Rav Ashi. Amalui said to them. Did Mar, did the master say anything when with the question of Tursa Pesach? Of a doorway? Didn't say anything at all. Tursa Pesach that they were talking about, the Chazal said you need a Tursa Pesach. You know what it is? It's one read, another read, and another read. Three reads permits carrying. Do the two reads that are standing on below, the vertical reads, do they have to be going straight up in the air so that they're actually touching the horizontal reed that's lying on top of them? Or do they just have to be directly underneath those two reeds, right? Do they have to go all the way up and have to be 20, 20 feet tall to reach that other wire? Or do they just have to be on a plane that if you would go 
straight up with a laser pointer, they would actually reach the wire. Okay? We asking about this one, that they do not need to go directly up, right? When San Jose made the Erev, so it was right when we were learning stuff with Erevin. So we did a whole tour of the Erev. It was a lot of fun to like see like all these yeah. cases that we had been learning. And like some of the places where there were tourists at Pesach. So the, like the, the, the side post that the string was going to be going above it, like it's very hard to tell because your side post is let's say eight feet tall. Right? You have very specific requirements that, um, that Caltrans, was, Caltrans and Caltrans was allowing them to put up. And the wire had to be a specific measurement higher than that. And the question was, is that a good source of Pesach? And like we were sitting there like trying to figure out, is the tourist of Pesach, you put your eye right where the tourist of Pesach is, are you looking directly up at where the, uh, at where the actual post on top of it goes? And we kept on saying, like, without a laser pointer, it's almost impossible to really know. Well, the wire is so thin, and the, and the post comes up against the, you put the pole up against the, or the, the wood up on the post, right? Yeah, but it, it, it seems then like the wire was up like this. It seems like it should be very simple, and sometimes it is very simple, right? So if you're talking about you have a telephone pole, and you're just going to be putting a tourist of Pesach directly underneath it. And a tourist of Pesach is, let's say, six inches long, six inches wide. That's very simple. Yeah. You're right. It's not a big deal. Sometimes we had stories over there where basically, it's going to get complicated, but basically, yeah, one, one telephone pole, you have another telephone pole. In between those two telephone poles, right? One on this side of the street, one on that side of the street, right? In between those yeah. two, there's actually a wall going perpendicular to those two telephone poles. Okay. Now here's the halacha. When you have a wall going like this, it's hard to say there's a tourist of Pesach. You have a doorway, but yet there's a wall straight in between the doorway. Doesn't make any sense. Right. Nobody ever has yeah. that. So what do you do with that? You have to actually put another tourist of Pesach on oh, either yeah. side of the doorway. On, e on either side of that wall that's going vertically. Okay. Right. Now, when you do that, you're not on a telephone pole. You're looking up and trying to hit that telephone wire that's going across the street. It's not so simple anymore. And because right. the yeah. Cal Chance was very careful, it was interesting. I, I, I think, in, I, I don't remember going out there with a laser pointer, but I think that definitely some people will go out there with a laser pointer just to be extra cautious. But yeah. No. A lot of these things obviously are a lot easier when you're talking about like making an area around your own backyard, let's say, right? Or you're, you know, if you don't have a, a walled in backyard, you don't have a fence in the backyard. So then when you, you're able to do whatever you want. You're not, you're not limited to like the tourist of Pesach that the county begrudgingly allowed you to stick a post onto their telephone pole and it has to be only two inches wide. You're not limited because you can do whatever you want. Right. If you need to put a like, we had one around our house in, 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 the, in the mountains in, in Pennsylvania and we had, you know, a foot wide tourist of Pesach. So there's no doubt <laughs> you're definitely getting on top of that. Also, you could have your fishing wire eight feet off the ground. You don't have to go 20 feet off the ground, and, you know, to make sure that it's, right. it's, it's much easier when you're in control of what you're doing than when somebody's telling you how to do what you're supposed to do. Exactly. And I think that's, that's a good metaphor for life. But don't don't tell that to everybody in your household. OK, <laughs> so. Um, that's the question. Does the tourist special have to, does not the special, do the posts on the side have to go all the way up to where the top is going to be going uh, horizontally across? Or do they have to touch it or not? Nachman says they do not have to touch it. They have to touch it. Rav Nachman went and he did like his halacha in the house of the Reish Galusa. Now the Reish Galusa is uh, actually the father-in-law of Rav Nachman. Okay, Rav Nachman is the son-in-law of the Rish Galusa. Rish Galusa is the exilar. 
the head of the exile. Okay, so he basically did the halacha like he he paskin. In other words, that the the posts on the bottom do not have to be touching the post going horizontally across on top. Amalei of Shesha Tzmaya, Shesha said to his servant, or really like a shamus, right, his uh, his attendant of Gada, Zil Shalaf Shadinu. Go take out his Turas Apestaf, because I don't think that they're sufficient. Azal Shalaf Shadinu, he went and he took them out. Ashkehu, the Beirish Galusa. The Beirish Galusa came and, and saw what he was doing. Right, the house of Beirish Galusa saw what he was doing. Kavshu, they stuck him in jail. Azal Sheshas come, Abava. Sheshas came and stood next to the place where he is in jail. Amar Lehi says, Gada, Poik, Ta, Nafek, Ba'asla. He says, Gada, come, come on out. And he came out. Did Rebbe teach anything about it? He said, yes, he did. Tanino. We learned in a Mishnah. Kippa. A Kippa, which is a, um, an archway, right? So it, you have the picture in front of you. Okay. So, I mean, basically the idea is that the, the, it, it go up straight on the sides, but then it ends up becoming an arch. Okay? So we'll see exactly why this is an interesting case. The mayor says that if you have an archway, you're obligated in a mezuzah. The Chum says if you have an archway, you are exempt from a mezuzah. But they both agree. However, it's not as simple as it seems that there's an archway. If where the wall is straight, in other words, the two sides of your opening are straight for 10 spachim off the ground, and then the archway begins, then everybody agrees you need to make a mezuzah. The question is where the archway is not straight, right? And equidistant away from each other for 10 spachim. It's actually less than 10 spachim away from each It's less than 10 spachim height where they're going straight from the ground. Okay? And we'll see what the case is. Didn't we learn this somewhere else? Um, this came up just, in Shabbat. This came up in yeah. Shabbat. Yeah. Yeah. It came up in Shabbat. Amr Abayah. Everybody agrees. Good job, though. We learned that. Yeah, you're right. Where was, was at the end of Shabbat. I don't remember exactly where right now, but good job. So, Abaya says, everybody agrees that if it's higher than 10 Tzvachim, and in the Raglaha, there is not Shloisha. In other words, in the part of where the walls are, the, the doorposts are equidistant from each other, right? It is not more than three Tzvachim where it's straight. Inami, yesh Raglaha or if there is more than, the, the lower section is three Tzvachim up on both sides. The Gavaya Asara, however, but the total height is less than 10. Everybody agrees that, it's not, and that you haven't done anything at all. Keep thinking, what's not like this? The Yesh Raglaya Gimel. Like this is where the Raglaya, the, the bottom part of it is Ritzvacham. And its height is 10 Tzvacham. And its distance is not 4 Tzvacham. Okay? In between one to the other, there's not 4 Tzvacham. The Yesh Raglaya Gimel. However, you have enough space in the wall of the archway that in theory, if you would, if you would sort of carve it out, you would end up with a four tefach wide space. The mayor is of the opinion that we look at it as if, um, as if you cut out in the sides to make it four tefachim wide. Some say you do not, you're not you don't look at this as if it's been carved out to permit you to consider this a um, four tefachim wide space, right? Because to be an opening, it has to be four tefachim wide. If you have an opening that's less than four tefachim wide, it's not regarded as an opening. So over here, it's interesting. You have an opening that's only four tefachim wide. It's four tefachim wide, but for less than ten tefachim high. And for a doorway to be a doorway, it has to be four tefachim wide by ten tefachim height. You don't have that here. However, what you have over here is this sort of um, 
invisible type of idea that if you would cut out the sides, you wouldn't make it more than four tzvachim wide over a tenth of a height. Then, it, it, according to a mayor, it's okay. According to a chalim, it's not okay. He says, So basically, he says, if you bump into the people from the house of the, of the exilarch, right, of the head of the exile, don't tell them this Mishnah, because then they're going to realize that the Mishnah is not like me. Right? Because in this Mishnah, clearly what we're saying is that the openings on the bottom do not have to cut the actual place on top where it's going to be, uh, it's going to be ten, four tzvachim wide. Higher up, it's not going to touch it. It still will be okay. So we see from here that the opening, that the the bottom doorposts do not have to touch the top doorposts. No it doesn't matter. What was that? It doesn't matter. It doesn't it matter. Doesn't, it doesn't matter as long as it's four sochim wide and ten high. It doesn't matter if it has an arch. But, but it doesn't it doesn't matter what happens after that? As long as right. four, as long as it's four sochim wide space, ten sochim wide posts. Then it could go up to the heaven and it'd still be okay to be covered yeah. up in the height. As long as it's directly right. on top of it, yeah. yeah. New mission. And so, by the way, the, the, the hardest part of Erevin is probably the last, the, the, those like 10 blat that we just did. Probably the, there are other parts that are hard, but in terms of just being so confusing, I think that was probably the hardest part right there. Oh, I think about two days ago was, was hard. It was, definitely was. I'm not going to say it's, it's easy sailing from now. It's not going to be easy sailing. I mean, Erevin is not, it's not the easiest Masechta, but once you start Masechim, then it gets a lot easier. You'll see a lot more, you know, simpler Gemaras to deal with. Okay. The pictures are helping. The pictures are really helping. Pictures are immensely helpful. Immensely, yeah. Cannot, cannot overestimate how helpful they are. Yeah. When it comes to permitting someone to carry in a say. What you need to permit carrying in the mavoy in the alleyway is a lechi and a kaira, either, a, I'm sorry, one or the other, right? Either the lechi, the side post, or the kaira, or the beam on top. Sorry. Sorry. If says you need both to permit to carry in it, Basil says one or the other. Rebbe says you need two, two um, lechis, right? One lechi on each side of the mavoy, right? So the mavoy entrance is like this. You have to put one lechi on one side, one lechi on the other side, right by the end. One student said in front of Rabbi Kiva, They did not argue about a mavoy that is less than four amas wide. Everybody agrees that over there, it's permitted to carry, and even with either a lachi or a kari, even Meshama agrees it's less than four amas wide opening. What do they argue about? Where it's more than four amas and it's up to ten amas. Rishami requires both a lechi and a kaira, both the, the post and the cross beam. Rishel says one or the other is sufficient. opinion. They actually argue about both. Gemara. The Gemara says, who, who's, um, who is our Mishnah like? The loy kechananya, the loy ketanakama. It's not. It's, Sorry, the lake Khananya, but Lake Tanakama. It's not like the Khanan, it's not like the Tanakama. What are we referring to? Amrabi Hudak Kamar. This is what we're saying. Heksha Mavoy Sasum Ketad. What we're talking about over here is a Mavoy that is Sasum. This is a Mavoy that's only open on one side, right? Because basically what the Gemara is saying is according to the Tanakama and according to Khananya, if you have a Mavoy that is Mafulish, it's open on both sides, a Lachiana Kara is not going to cut it. You're going to need a doorway or an actual door post. Over here what we're saying is that no, either a Lachi and a Kara or a Lachi or a Kara. Right, according to Hananya and according to the Tanakama, it's not going to be enough. 
The Gemara says, no, no. Well, here we're talking about is a Mavoy Sasson. We're not talking about a Mavoy that's open on both sides. We're talking about a Mavoy that's only open on one side to the public domain. And over there, even Chananya and the Tanakama would agree that you don't need a doorway, right? And the question is this, do you need a, do you need a, a Lechi Anakaira or a Lechi Orakaira? Sami Emim Lechi Bikaira, Bitsol Emim Lechi Akaira. Sami says you need both, Bitsol says you need one or the other. Sami Emim Lechi Bikaira, Sami says you need a Lechi Anakaira. Remember that the Kasabi Bishamai, Abelachitis Daraisa. You see from here that, that Bishamai says that you need four Bechitis on a Torah level. Right? In other words, the Gemara is assuming it's like this. Why would you need a lachi and a kaira? Because the lachi and the kaira will serve as an actual mechitza. Well, why would you need both of them? Must be, you hold that you need four, four walls on a Torah level. The Gemara says, no. Of course, he holds that it's already a private domain when you have three walls. And of course, you're going to be liable for throwing from one to the other with only three walls. When it comes to, to carrying within it, then you need four walls on a rabbinic level, not on a Torah level, but on a rabbinic level, you're going to require four walls to consider it a private domain. It still says you need either a lechi or a kera. So we see from here that Betzil seems to believe that only three mechitzas are necessary for a Torah level of walls. I says no. Like, this is not true. Lizrak Mishtaim with the Machayev. This Hillel would actually hold that if someone would be throwing from the public domain into a Moboy, and it's only two walls, you still will be liable on a total level for throwing from the public domain to private domain. However, when it comes to carrying from one to the other, only when you have three walls within it are you going to be permitted to carry. This is a very, very big, Yusaydistic, fundamental What? How many walls is necessary on a total level to be considered private domain? According to Hillel, two. According to Mishtaim, three. Well, says you need two lachis, one on either side. says you need two, two posts, one on each side. Does he mean two posts and a kaira on top? Essentially, a surah essentially the appearance of a doorway. Or does he say it means two lachayin, but you don't need a kaira as well? Tashma. Yomaris is coming here. Yomaris went to Yomaris and prayed that his his a uh, student, Le Evelyn, right? He lived in Evelyn. And he sees that he's sitting in a Maboy, and this uh, alleyway only has one lechi, not two. Amalei says to him, lechi He says, make another lechi on the other side. Amalei says to him, the says Is it necessary for me to actually close up this area? Amalei says, ah, uh, what, what difference does it make? Just close it up. It doesn't make any difference, right? So it was a little bit evasive about whether it's necessary to do this. Everybody agrees that a Mav, both agree that if you have a Mavoy, that is less than four Amas. You don't need anything to fix up that Mavoy to permit the carry in it. What do they argue about? Where it is wider than four Amas, the Esther. But it is less than ten Amas. says, you need a Lechi and a Kaira. However, we see from here is do I need to close it up? If you hold that that when his position was that you need two lechayin and a kaira on top, then it makes sense that he would use the language of saying, "Do you need me to close up the area?" Just one second. How do you close up an area? The assumption right now is the way to close up an area is to make it through a Pesach. Without actually making it through a Pesach, you're not going to close up the area. 
So if his Rebbe told him to put up another lachi, if you say that when his Rebbe said put up another lachi, he meant and together with the top post, then it makes sense why he would use the language of, oh, do you need me to close up the area? That's the, that's the typical way to speak, right? But if when his Rebbe said to put up two lachi, and he did not mean that you need to put a kaira on top of it, what do you mean that... What does he mean when he says you need me to close up the area? You're not going to close up the area anyways. You cannot say you're closed up an area until you actually put in the mechitza. The mechitza is not going to be satisfied until you have a Shurus HaPesach. Achigama is what he means to say. Is it necessary for me to close up this area with the chayayin? Is that what's necessary? Everybody agrees that if a mother that's less than four amas, you do not need anything to close it up. Well, not tonight. However, we learned in the Mishnah. Mishnah Rabbi Shmuel, Amar Talmud Achan, Afnei Rabbi Kiva. And even Rabbi Shmuel, a student said in front of Rabbi Kiva, "Lenechlu b'sham b'tzilu al mavoi shufachas mi'arba amas." You need to elgulachia b'kera. They do not argue about a mavoi that is less than four amas that is permitted to carry in either with a lachi or with a kera. I'm Rav Ashi Yachikamar. Ashi says this is what they meant to say. Even itzarich lachi v'kera k'b'shamai v'loy lechayayin k'rebeliyase. You do not need a lachi and a kera. Like Bishamai, and you do not need the Chayayan, two Lachis like Rabbi Yasser. El Oi Lachi, Oi Kaira, Either one or the other like Bishel. The Kama. Now, how much under four Amis are you going to need a, uh, you know, the side post, the, the Lachi, or the, the Kaira, the cross beam? Ama Rev Achli, Rev Achli says, Dame Rev Yashil, Adar Ba. It says up until four Amis. Amar Rev Sheshis, Amar. I'm sorry, Arba is Tfachim, right? So up until four Tfachim, you're going to need something to close it up. If it's less than four Tfachim, the opening, then you don't have to close it up at all. Amr of Sheikh, Amr of Yirmi, Abba, Abba, Amr of Abba, Chamam agreed to Rebbe that you have Pasei Chatzar, right? So up until now, we're talking about a Mavoy, an alleyway. However, if you have a courtyard, then indeed you need a Pasei Chatzar. Then indeed you need um, actual pieces of wood on both sides. Not enough to have a piece of wood on one side, you need a piece of wood on both sides. Like like Abeliezer seems to imply by a moboy, a chamam agree by a courtyard that were more stringent. By Pasechatzer, you require two two things. By a courtyard, you require two. So basically, there's a machlekes hamarayim here. Do the chamam agree to the opinion of Abeliezer by a courtyard that you need one thing on each side? Or do they not agree, but the halachas like a reliazer? Well, one thing's for sure. Either way, by a courtyard, we are more stringent than we are by an alleyway in terms of requiring a lechi on both sides. Amr of Nachman, Nachman, says, Man maidim, who agrees? Rebbe. It's Rebbe who agrees. Halacha, mechlal de pligi. Well, if you said that the halacha is like Rebeliazer, the implication is that there's an argument here. Man palagaleha, who argues on Rebbe? Abonon, it must be that the chachamim argues. The tanya we learned in the a chatz or a courtyard is permitted to carry in with only one post. Rabbi Yehuda Rabbi Shnei Pasim, you have to have two posts. Amr Rabbi Asi, Amr Rabbi Echad, chatz is Tzricha Shnei Pasim. Say you need two two posts. Amr Lei Rabbi Zera Rabbi Asi, Mi Amr Rabbi Echad Nachi. Does Rabbi Echad say this? Or Atu the Amr Tzmishmei Rabbi Echad? You're the one who said the name of Rabbi Echad. Pasi chatz or Tzrichin Sheibahen Dalin. The the uh, the posts on the app on the opening of the courtyard they need to have four. The chitema arba mikan arba mikan. Maybe you meant four tefachim from each side. But Tani Ravada Baravimi Kameda Rebchanina. But Amila Kameda Rebchanina Barpapi. Katana Baaster, Gudela Baachas Esther. When do we say that this is true? This is only true when you have a, a small courtyard opening up into a bigger courtyard. And the small courtyard is a 10 tefach opening. On the bigger courtyard, it's actually a 11 tefach opening, right? So you have, you have a picture in front of you. You have the two walls, 
And then you have another uh, other one has another two walls at this point, we're assuming. Uh, they go one, one half amma past it on each side. Two solid groups. They Almost are, on a diagonal. It could be one or the other. Yeah, so it could be yeah, on a I'm diagonal. Showing the... Well, at this point, I don't think it's clear yet if, if we're talking about on a diagonal or just um, or each one's a little bit wider on each side. Two okay. solid groups. They are miyame. Um, <coughs> miyame. When he comes back from the sea, from the whatever he was doing, probably doing some advocacy in, in Rome or something. Um, let's say you have a, you have a, you know, a lechi on one side, it has to be four tvachim wide. If you have a, a lechi on either side of the opening, then you only need, any size at all lechi is okay, but on both sides. If it's on both sides, it's more of a hacker, it's more noticeable what's going on up here. If it's only on one side, you need a four tvachim and that which Adabaravimi says is really the opinion of Rebbe. And he holds like Rebbe. Right? It says that really the um, really one second. He holds like Rebbe. He says that you need let's see what's Rebbe's opinion. Let me see what I Okay, let's see. We'll hopefully this will come more clear. A courtyard is permitted with one lachi. He said you cannot carry in this courtyard unless either you have a an op- the the wall part of it is greater than the opening on the side where it's open. Or if you have two passing, you have two posts, one on each side of the opening. I don't know, but here's the story. There's a story, but do it Rusa. Right, what's the story? You have a, a piece of the, of the sea that came into the courtyard, and it causes the, the wall to fall down. They came in front of you. They said, all you need to close up the area is one pass on one side. You don't need two passes. We're talking about a case of where there's a seed coming in on the fourth side. The seed coming in on the fourth side. The Chachamim were very lenient when it came to an opening that was caused by water. We saw this in Shabbat also. That they're more lenient in terms of what's considered to be a mechitza when it's going over water than when it's going over land. What's halach about a mechitza tzuya? A mechitza that is suspended over the ground? Does it permit you to carry in the area which is enclosed by that mechitza, by that wall? Shetater bechorva. To permit you to carry, does it permit you to carry in a place that is ruined? That is no longer uh, a usable area? Amalei in mechitza tzluya ataras elbamayim. Mechitza tzluya is not going to permit to carry unless it is talking about a case of water. Over water, they are more lenient about water. So the fact that they permitted to carry over this water with only one um, with only with only one pass, that's only because over there it's water. But generally speaking, there's no proof. But over here we see that Shmuel in one place says you need two, one place says you need one. Yasura Papa or Abuna Bereder Vishua. Mibay Rav Pershua Miruach Achas Ba Arba Ishte Ruchis Mashalukana Mashalukana. Beautiful answer. You say that if you have a pass on only one side, then you need four Facham. But if you have a pass on both sides, then even one little piece on one side is one side, you know. Any size at all on both sides is okay. Amr Papa, Papa says, Ikashli, Hakashli. He says, if there's something hard for me to understand, this is what's hard for me to understand. Amr Shmuel, 
He says one of two things. Either where you have most of the opening is closed up with the with actual wall, or you have two pasin, one post on each side. Why do I need that most of the wall is covered up? A path arba sagi should be enough to have just a path of arba. A path of four spachim should be enough. Maybe what you're telling me is when you say that the most of the wall is closed up, what do you mean by that? But Dayton Shiva, what you mean to say is that the wall was only a seventh half wall. The Barba, Havele Reb Dayton. And even Fort Fachim is going to be enough to make it considered like most of the wall is covered up. Well, then even with three and a half, it's already be enough. Rachli and Rabbichil said that up until Fort Fachim, the opening is going to be considered an opening. It's less than four tefachim. It's not an opening. The whole opening was only seven tefachim. You didn't need it to get the four tefach wall to permit you to carry there. As long as the three plus a tiny bit, then the opening is no longer a four tefach opening. If the opening is no longer a four tefach opening, it should be permitted to carry there without anything else. You buy a sema. The Gemara answers. Either you get a French between a chutzer and a mavoy. That in a in a um, in a chutzner, even if the opening is less than four tefachim, you still have to have it that the more than the half of the opening is actually enclosed. Or else it's not permitted. Another answer is, or you could say that Rav himself is really stating a machlekes tonight. You have a, 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 um, like a tongue of the sea, literally, like a it, it came into the courtyard, right? And the wall fell down. You're only allowed to take up water from that sea that's going into the courtyard if the if you have a machitza, if you have a, a wall that is 10 spachim tall. What's the case? You have to say that the case is where the opening was greater than 10 spachim. However, if the opening is exactly 10 amas, not 10 spachim, sorry, 10 amas, then you don't have to do anything to fix up that opening. Sounds like you're not allowed to take up the water, but you would be allowed to carry. But the chutzr is open in, in the majority. Sorry, the chutzr is mostly open, right? In other words, one second, I lost the place. The chutzr is open fully to an area that is forbidden for it to carry in. In other words, it's open to the sea. And the chutzr is a courtyard, and the sea is a carmelist. So if the, if the courtyard is open uh, and on a whole... Ten tef, a whole 10 amas wide opening, then how would you possibly be allowed to carry there? The Gemara sounds like, oh, you're only not allowed to take up the water from there, but you're allowed to carry in the actual courtyard. You shouldn't be allowed to carry in the actual courtyard. You have to have, it's talking about a case where there are gedudim. Gedudim are like the, um, here's Rashi. So basically what happens is like this. There is a wall that's underneath the water. And underneath the water, there's a wall that's 10, 10 amas, that's 10 spachim high, which is covered over by the water. Since there's a wall that's 10 spachim high, so we're going to be lenient in terms of saying that the chutz or the courtyard is still considered to be an enclosed area. We're not going to be lenient in terms of permitting you to carry from the water up into the courtyard.